This is the Marriage Bites Podcast, Episode 72, Consent. Welcome back to our podcast. We're glad you're joining us today. It is a wintry wonderland outside here in Idaho. Mm -hmm. It is snowy outside, but the sun is shining. It's beautiful outside. And the kids are like, ooh, hopefully we have another snowmageddon. And I'm like, we can only hope. Now, our listeners may not know what Snowmageddon is. I bet, okay. A few years back, we had mega snow hit us. It was feet and feet of snow. And it lasted for, what, two weeks, three weeks? Yeah, school was closed for, like, t- at least two weeks. Right. So much snow, though, I went uh, I went out driving my truck in the mountains, or the foothills the other day, and uh, I couldn't go down any of the roads. They were too snowed in. It was nuts. Yeah, too bad. Yeah, so I had to come home. Bummer. Yeah. Yeah, today is actually kind of a part three of parts one and two we did in episode 48 and 49. Those episodes will be linked in the show notes for this episode. So So listen to them. Yeah, if you haven't heard those, you'll probably want to go back. We will briefly um, review what we talked about in those episodes in case you don't go back and listen. But Now, in those episodes, we talked about the four C's. Yes. The four C's of what? How to have a hard conversation. Conversations are hard to have. When they're hard, they're hard. And when they're easy, they're easy. I say that tongue in cheek because conversations between a couple can be hard. Well, so often we just sit and avoid having those conversations. So often people just, well, it's no use talking about it. So they end up avoiding. And I was listening to something Terry Real said. I don't remember if it was in a book or a video, but he said, it's not safer. It's just quieter. So avoiding talking about the things that are really important to you is not safer, although your limbic system might think that it is in the moment. But it will definitely cause problems down the road if you leave these things unaddressed. Now for us, we've been working for multiple years on having these hard conversations. Mm -hmm. And I would say for us, it has helped us have greater understanding for one another. It has helped us have more empathy for one another. I think it's brought us closer. Mm-hmm. Um, intimacy is greater. And I think it's really improved our marriage. And we're still we're still working on it because having hard conversations is not an easy thing. And it takes time to learn that. It takes practice, right? And so we've been practicing it for a while and it has been really good. Mm-hmm. Instead of holding those things inside. I would say it is not an exaggeration to say it has completely changed the way we talk to each other. Absolutely. We haven't had a good fight in a long time. Yeah. Is there such thing as a good fight, actually? An evil fight. Maybe that's a topic for another day. Maybe there is such thing as a quote-unquote good fight. That's sort of what we're talking about, I guess. Yeah, we don't we don't give each other the silent treatment for days anymore like we used to because of what we're talking about. And we still, I think, feel like we want to give each other silent treatment. Sometimes we still, at least for myself, I still feel, have that feeling of, I don't want to say anything. Hmm. But I usually let it work in me a little bit, and I I will eventually say something, usually pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Better to get it out. Because this process creates a safe place for two people to really talk about what they're going through and to really share their true feelings without having to hide, without having to avoid, without having to couch it in awkward I statements like I used to do. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, what do you mean I statements? Um... Where like, well, I feel that blah, 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 like, I think that this, and it just seems to me like, 
rather than saying, well, you did it wrong or you're the worst because of this. You're saying the I statements are bad? Well, I'm saying they didn't work like I hoped mm. that they would. Well, there's I've heard lots of professionals say that's what you should do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it works to a point, but beyond a certain point, it doesn't do as much as this process, in my opinion. So let's briefly go over the five. Now we have five C's. Today we're adding the we're going fifth from C. from four to five. Yeah. Okay, so step one is create safety. This means create safety for yourself. This means have your own back. Take deep breaths. Set boundaries. Do whatever you need to do to feel safe. Step two is curiosity. Get curious about what your spouse is going through and also what you're going through. Why am I reacting to this this way? Why is my spouse reacting this way? What's going on in both of our lives that might bring us to this kind of action or reaction? Compassion. How can I have compassion for my spouse in whatever it is they're going through? I can not like the behavior that they're doing, but how can I have compassion for the person that's behind the action? How can I also have compassion for myself? If you're flying off the handle and I'm flying off the handle, it's still important to say, I am a good person, my spouse is a good person, even if our behaviors and our actions aren't the best actions and behaviors, the, the best that we would like to have. And so finding compassion is such an important part of how to come to a conversation that might be full of emotion or might be really hard for somebody to hear because it keeps you out of blaming each other, it keeps you out of the competing with each other, me versus you, and changes it around to being this is us against the problem. The fourth step is consent. And this is the new one. Well, little... before we talk about consent, what is the last one now? The last one is connect. So when you've done this mental preparation, most of it will be done on your own, or maybe with a trusted friend if you feel like you can't do it on your own or can't quite get to compassion. That's what a good coach can help you with. But then you prepare yourself and you prepare your partner, and we'll talk about that in a moment. Then you can connect. Then you can truly connect in an open-hearted way rather than walled off, shutting down, closing off, and just fighting with each other about the surface level rather than getting to what's behind it, what's the real issue. Because like when you're fighting about leaving the toilet seat up or not having unloaded the dishwasher when you said you would, it's not about the toilet seat. And it's not about the dishwasher. It's about feeling loved and respected and seen and heard. And when you're stuck arguing about that surface level stuff, you're not getting anywhere because that's not really what the whole argument is about. Okay, so today we're talking about consent. Yes. The fourth one out of those five C's. So let's talk about consent. So when people say consent, usually they mean physical touch. What I hear in a lot of mom circles is saying, if great aunt so-and-so wants to hug your child and your child doesn't want to, don't make them hug aunt so-and-so. Um, allow your child to decide who can touch their physical body and who can't. Who am I willing to hug? Who am I willing to handshake? Whatever. Um, this also obviously extends into physical intimacy realm, sex with your partner. Um, we're not going to talk about the physical side. This is talking about emotional consent. So if I want to talk to you about something that you're doing that I don't like and you're not ready to hear it, you're not in a place where you can be calm and rational and really talk to me about it, if I just lay it on you, that's like an invasion in a way, if that makes sense. 
So if I'm stopping and getting consent from you, it can be as simple as, hey, can we have a conversation? Sometimes it sounds like, I have something that might be hard for you to hear. Can we talk about this? And sometimes the answer is no, I am not in a place where I can talk about this right now. I'm stressed, I'm focusing on something else, I've got this thing at work going on, or I'm worried about the kids, or like my nervous system just is not in a place where I can handle having a really emotional conversation. And I think that's where a lot of people run into trouble is for myself, and I know other guys have talked about this, is we don't feel like we can have that consent. We, do, we can't say, no, I don't want to talk about this right now. Because many times they get their head bit off by their partner saying, well, you don't think this is important, or you never say there's enough time, or if we don't do it now, we won't ever do it. And that's just not the case. I mean, sometimes I guess it could be, but if we're, if we're all mature adults and we're wanting to improve ourselves, but it's just not the right time, I think sometimes men feel like they can't say it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's, I'm sure women feel that way too. Yeah. And so instead of making it mean he doesn't care about me, he doesn't care enough about what I care about, understand that if he's saying, I can't talk about this now, can we talk about it tomorrow? Can we talk about it on the weekend? Can we talk about it after my big presentation? This is such an important part of being able to really connect and have the kind of interaction to have the intimate conversation that you want to have. I guess a few other examples would be perhaps you need to get to sleep and having a big, deep conversation may not be the right time to do it. And so saying, no, I can't, I can't talk right now. Can we talk later is really important. But then making sure that you come back and actually come back to your partner and say, hey, now is a good time to, to talk about whatever it is you want to talk about or need to talk about. So sometimes it's, do you have some time we can talk about this? Sometimes it's, when will you have a chance? When can we talk about it? Some future time. What I find is helpful is if I have something and it's kind of a big topic, and I say it's going to take a while for us to discuss this, I don't just say, I want to talk about something, let's talk about it tomorrow. I give a brief overview of what it is that I want to talk about so that you can kind of think about it in your mind and have some things prepared, kind of collect your thoughts about whatever it is so that you're not just coming in totally blind. And I find that's really helpful. Mm -hmm. For example, you're headed off to work and I'm like, but I wanna talk about this. I'll say, this is the topic. This is kind of a brief little thing of what I'm thinking. Think about it and then when we come together, we're both ready for it rather than one person going, waiting for two days going, what the heck is my, I'm in trouble. I'm getting sent to the principal's office. Like worrying. Because like if you came to me as like, hey, I want to talk to you about something. It's really, really important. A lot of times I'm like, no, let's talk about it now. I don't want to wait. Um, because I'll just worry the whole time. But if your spouse knows kind of what it is you're thinking about, then it really helps, I think, to, for that conversation to go a lot more smoothly. The other aspect of this is consent can be withdrawn at any time. If you get to the appointed time and things aren't better, the stress is still there, something else happened, that whatever, it's really important to let your spouse say, listen, I know we said we were going to talk about it now, but I'm really not in a place where I can talk about it now. Or can we talk about something else first and lead into that so I can kind of get my mind calmed down enough that we can have this hard conversation? Or if you get halfway through the conversation, you're 30 minutes in and everybody's emotions are starting to rise, they're starting to get flooded with adrenaline and stuff, sometimes you gotta say, I need to take a break. That is when consent has now been withdrawn 
And it really is best to stop at that point. Um, There's a story that I heard about where this lady was saying that she would be talking to her husband and she would realize that she wasn't in any state to talk anymore about this. And she would try to leave and the husband wouldn't let her. He'd be like, no, we're going to talk about this now. And he'd just follow her around. And that is not, well, some might call that abusive. It might be somewhat abusive to do that. I'm not going to quite go that far. But you're not going to get anywhere. If someone is too far into their adaptive child self or too flooded with all their emotions, you're not going to get anywhere. That's the whole point of saying, let's take a break. And science tells us that it takes at least 20 minutes for that all of those hormones to metabolize inside your body to bring yourself back down to a state of calm. So if you're not allowing your spouse to withdraw their consent, you really aren't going to get anywhere. And chances are you're going to make it worse. You absolutely will make it worse. We've been in that situation before. Oh, lots. I can think of one specific thing. Yeah, made it way worse. Because I'm the kind who's like, uh, this doesn't feel resolved to me. This was before I understood the whole thing about the nervous system and how it, what happens in the brain when somebody is feeling this way. And so I didn't understand that when everybody's flooded and angry and upset, you can't actually logic your way through. You can't, you're not talking to the right person in your spouse, if that makes sense. You're talking to their afraid self. You're not talking to their logical self. But yeah, there's lots of examples of when we did this all wrong. Um, But we're learning how to navigate this so that we can either say, I'm not ready for this now, and truly accept it. Be like, okay, I know what that means. It doesn't mean you don't love me. It doesn't mean you don't care about this. It doesn't mean you're trying to avoid it. It means you really are stressed and distracted or whatever. But it has taken us time to build up the trust that we really will come back to it and that we really will be able to resolve it at some point in the future. So real quick, I want to let all of the listeners know that coming up next week, if you're listening to this as the episode comes out, I am the speaker in the Marriage Shift Summit. I am so excited. It's a, it's a free online summit. And if you want to come and see my talk, I'm talking about how to have hard conversations. But there's like 20 other speakers and they are talking about all different topics relating to relationships. There's somebody who works with blended families and there's somebody who works with just women and there's some who work with just the men and somebody who works with women whose husbands view pornography. I actually don't know what everybody else is talking about. So it's happening January 24th and 25th. It's completely free. The link to register will be in the show notes for this episode. If it's past that day right now, you can still join the Marriage Support Group on Facebook. And all of the talks are going to be in there for anybody to watch at any time. So if you miss it live, you can still come and join the group and watch everybody's presentations afterward. So for all fairness here, they didn't ask me to talk. I'm a little bit put out by it. I had some really good things to talk about. Like what? Well, a couple things. Um, I was going to talk about gun porn, where you just love looking at the gun magazines, and they're so great. And then I was also going to talk about what do you do when your husband is hooked to Star Trek (laughs) and can't get away from it, you know? When they leave, instead of giving you a hug and kiss, they do the Spock thing, you know, live long and prosper with their hand. And... (laughs) Hmm. So I don't know why they didn't ask me to be part of it. Huh. I think I think the topics I could talk about 
were really engaging, especially to the modern man, and it would be helpful for women to listen to. Right. Well, maybe next year. I assume there's going to be another summit next year. So we'll see. Maybe next year you can get in on it. Yeah. Sounds like a those good will be plan. the topics I would talk about. Okay. Right. So maybe look forward to next year. Yeah. <laughs> You're so weird. <laughs> I would have been a train wreck for certain. I don't know. You have some pretty good things to share, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. You're the brains of the outfit here. (laughs) I'm long for the ride. You're the brains, too. You say some really good stuff, I think. I think that's it for that. If you have any questions, reach out. We're here. We have time for you. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. That's a wrap for this episode of the Marriage Bites Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, share it with a friend. Do you feel like the fun and adventure you used to have has been crowded out by work, kids, and just life in general? I have put together 24 super fun date night ideas that will have you laughing and connecting in 20 minutes or less. So head over to andalynprice.com to get a whole bunch of easy and free date ideas. You'll be amazed at how a little bit of play can have you laughing and connecting in Babysitter not required. I'm looking for... Gold. Money. Um, Treasure. Did you find the Star Trek thing from the last episode? I did not. Yes. (laughs) Only true Trekkies are going to get it. I think I just forgot to think about that while I was doing the editing. I was so focused on getting things done. Good. Maybe it made I missed it. So again, if you listened to the last episode and you caught the Star Trek reference, I want to know it. (laughs) I can't believe you said that. It was a joke. It was a bad joke. I thought it was quite funny. Have consent to end the relationship. Not end the relationship. To, to, what's the word? Rescind. Take back consent. Yeah, rescind. Yeah, that's not, I'm not saying this very well. Um, what's the word I used? Take it back? Yeah, whatever. Um, what am I trying to say here?